Yes, indeed. It is live. It is here. It is now. God knows what else it's going to turn into. It's the Causeway Kings right here on the WMEX Sports Radio Network. As always, your friend Ben Rabinovitz alongside with the usual cast and crew. Gordo back in the red corner. Clance over here in the blue corner. What's this? A dark horse arrives. It's Marshall back with us once again. Boys, we're all together, and it's a Brady Bunch reunion right here on WMEX. I love it. Merrill, good to have you back, my friend, first and foremost. Yeah, good to good to be back. It's uh it's been a whirlwind. Uh, you know, a lot going on, but um good to be here. Um, you know, it's uh it's gonna be uh it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to actually get back and, and like get into some sense of normalcy and uh talk some uh talk some Bruins I, I don't think I've been on since I come back from Florida I feel like that was been like a lifetime ago so it'll be good to get back into it uh, that's true but breakfast was also a lifetime ago so don't feel too bad about it my friend yeah. we're, we're just happy to have you there we go thanks man Clance, always a happy thing to see you. You are buried in your phone, and I don't think it's because there's sponsorship money being found in there, is there? No, uh, it's uh, vice versa. I'm actually spending money, you know, putting in my my FanDuel live bets for the Bees game right now. Uh, you know, trying to trying to figure out if um if, if you know Pasta is going to have two points tonight, and you know, throw some money down, win win some money back, you know. But it's all good. It's uh, great to be back with you guys. Awesome to have Merrill back, even though. Uh, he reminds me right now of, of uh fucking Mr. Grumper from the show Bubble Guppies that my kids watch. Bubble Guppies. I, I just wish he would smile, or else I'm gonna come to that camera and tickle him. Got baby, baby brain. I'm Woo. gonna tickle. I'm gonna tickle. Tickle, tickle, tickle. <laughs> Got baby brain and then some. But no, it's great to have him back here. He's been missed. Uh, obviously, great to be here with the uh the most handsome, handsome soon to be father of twins, Mr. Heath. Gordon. That's right. You should I wish we recorded him checking out the filters because that was just a comedy act on its own. It really was. And for those of you that were not able to see it, uh Gordo tried on a whole array of sunglasses, ski goggles, various emoticons, f- smiley faces. It was great. And you know what the best thing about it was? It was consistent, guys. The flow looked great with all of them. Yeah. I I think I yep. I wish I kind of stuck with the macho man glasses, but Great to be back, boys. Merrill, good to see you, buddy. Thanks, we got uh, we got some exciting hockey stuff going on. Bees Columbus tonight. I would take that bet, Clance. I'm I'm going to say Pasta's getting two. I'm going to say the Bruins are going to clinch the President's Trophy, and they're going to secure that franchise single season victory record. Yeah, Fifty- buddy. Fifty eight wins, baby. It's going to be a good one. I buckle, actually buckle your seatbelts. There was a uh, speaking of you know putting in the bets on uh, Instagram. I follow this guy. He's a local kid, like Tommy Guano or whatever his name is, Italian kid. His his, his shit's <laughs> unbelievable. But he had a, uh, a thing G. on Tommy G exactly, and he had a thing up the other day, um, the night that the beat when the bees played um, Nashville, and he put a bet in. It was like plus eight thousand. Um, the score would be two nothing. Doesn't matter if the Bruins won two nothing or Nashville won two nothing. He, put, I think he said he put like, you know, five like five hundred bucks down or something like that to win like forty five hundred. And <laughs> the bees fucked him big time, man. They scored with point three seconds left in the game. He was going off. It, that's why I only do like a max of like fifty bucks. Again, though, it's gambling, man. Let's look at freaking, they don't call it winning. It's gambling. You know, they 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 give you a little taste to get in. And, uh, you know, they, you know, everybody talks about, oh, you know, I, I did this, that. And nobody ever talks about how much they lose. Obviously, Tommy G is uh, is an exception. But, you know, everybody's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's gambling for a reason. They're not in business to lose money. And they rarely do, so. It seems it seems to be the new, you know, now, you know, spitting chiclet, you know, now that you, now that you can just run wild in Massachusetts finally. I think it's going to be uh it's going to be interesting. I think uh <laughs> we're going to see we're going to see a lot of people seeking help pretty soon. Hopefully not hopefully not Clancy, but yeah, no, right. no, no. I I won't be on there, I promise. All the commercials are for fucking like 
Now it's either a pharmaceutical commercial or it's, do you know, sports betting is now live in Massachusetts. Exactly. Yeah, right. I'm so done with it already. Being in the advertising business, let me tell you, I'm already done with this. Already done with it. It's oversaturated and it's been 10 minutes. If I have to see one more Gronk commercial for fan, what does he do? FanDuel? Oh, yeah. So- David Ortiz got in on it too, and just it's just the the wheel and the sky keep on turning. Yeah, get I mean, it. I get it. It's six months. They got to show the people who lost everything panhandling, though. They got to show the, the no, they'll never show that. <laughs> no, they'll be outside. Hey, it's 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 Red Sox season, so there'll there'll be a few more uh, by uh, the cask and flagon. I was gonna say, there's not a lot of room left at Mass and Cast, so I mean, please do not go there, folks. Just don't do it. All right. Seek help 988. That is the national nine. Uh, it's a 24 seven number. It's super easy. I'm not even playing. If you need help with anything, that's what it's there for. 988. We would rather have you here with whatever scratch you do have in your pocket and whatever dignity you got left. All right. All right. That's Needless that. to say, we won't be getting a, uh, we won't be getting a gambling app as a sponsor anytime soon, but that's, that's- okay. That's fine. We didn't want them in the first place. We don't want them when they're popular. Trust me. We're good with that. Uh, I don't know. We'll take any sponsor we get right now. Clance is up 500 right now, so he's feeling good about it. So don't listen to him. Listen up, (laughs) FanDuel. Anyway, all right, let's get to some actual hockey. Uh, Into this game right now, coincidentally, the uh, Bees are five minutes into this game and scoreless so far, but already Trent Frederick taking himself a tripping penalty, so that's not going to help the cause as the Bees go down early here. 14.37 to go, 44 seconds left at this particular moment. Guys, I'm not sure. I'm just, I'm not sure that anything is going to stop this team anymore. I'm just not sure of it. Even that little floop last night with the the Preds, I mean, let's be honest. They said it themselves. Hey, we took them light. We didn't show up tonight. And I'm, I'm okay with that. How do you guys feel? Can't win them all, right? You gotta give, you know, you gotta give some give, give some love to the other teams. Let them, you know, experience it every once in a while. Um, yeah, I, I don't see anything stopping the bees either, Benny. I, I think the only thing that everyone obviously would be fearful of is injuries or you know long term injuries and whatnot like that, right? Um, but again, there, there's there's nobody stopping this team right now. They're just they're firing on all cylinders. All four lines, all three sets of teams, both goalies. Yeah, the power play's struggling a little bit. They haven't, you know, having trouble getting the zone entry going. But you know, once they get it moving around, it's you know back to back to good old B's power play hockey. Um, but yeah, no, it, again, I, I don't, I don't think there's anybody stopping them. Well, I, and when you're always when you're at the top of the heap, right? Everyone's going to be gunning for you, so. You know, and they're they're getting to the part of the season where they've got things kind of wrapped up a little bit. They're probably gonna, you know, start resting some guys, and you know, so it's it's gonna and and teams are you know fighting for playoff spots and gearing up for the playoffs. So you know they're they're gonna start seeing some tough hockey here the rest of the way. It was good to see Pasta hit fifty. I think first Bruins since Cam Neely since Neely, yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and third fastest to 600 points, which is, uh, I think, Bobby Orr, maybe. Needless to say. Mr. Orr. Um, Just turned 75 years old the other day. And I think he did it in significantly less. I think Pasta did it, what, 583 games? I think Orr was in the 400 somewhere. So, um, you know, he's Pasta being Pasta. Um, I, I'm interested. My, you know, just Taylor Hall and Felino, right? Like, what's going on with those guys? Are they going to be able to, you know, look at they, they're, they're back skating. They're back skating with the team non-contact jerseys for now. Um, they were at the morning skate today. Um, I saw an article the other day though that there's going to be trouble trying to clear up cap space once they're all, both off LTIR. I'm just gonna say salary, some salary cap woes going on here. Yeah. But if you get if you plug those two guys back in, right? You got Marchi, Bergie, and DeBrusque. You got Zaka Krejci, Pasta, and then you're looking at Hall, Coyle, Bertuzzi. <laughs> Felino, oh, Nozick, love that line. Felino, Nozick, Hathaway. I mean, wow. 
that's four solid, solid lines. Yeah. Yeah. Hathaway. Uh, yeah. Hathaway. Uh, you really like it, it's unbelievable to me how like all the guys that, that Don Sweeney acquired, how they've um, how they fit in. Like they've been with the Bruins for five years. It's it's crazy how they've just seamlessly come in. Um, you know, even Bertuzzi, who I was a little more not that I didn't think he was a good player, but I was a little more, you know, we've all seen it where it's kind of like uh it was kind of like that with Marcus Johansson back in 2019 where it's like it took him a while to kind of get going but he fit right in like you know Hathaway a beast against uh, Tampa you know fights maroon scores the game winner Orloff you know they they're calling him Bobby Orloff that's how good he's playing he's just it's just incredible um you know I, I got to say hats off two pays off to Don Sweeney as much as we give him shit you know, the guy is uh he, he's been on a heater when it comes to making trades. And um, you know, it's uh you know, it's all coming up spades, you know, and um everything's coming up Sweeney. Yeah, everything's come everything's coming up Sweeney. So maybe there he's, you go. he's I mean, finally he's finally finding his way, Merrill. <laughs> he's come so far since twenty fifteen. I, really I, I think he's again, I don't know what it is. It maybe it's just that he he's they go off the board when it comes to, you know, some of the scouting before, like th- there's definitely like, an you know, not a, a congruency between how well he's done in trades and even um, free agency recently to his drafting. And, you know, it's um, it, it's not a perfect science. You're not going to just like we talk about the Bruins are not winning every night. You're not going to you're not going to hit a home run every draft pick or every, you know, signing or trade. But He's damn pretty damn well close. I mean, ben, wait a second, Ben. Are you wow. re- are you recording this, Ben? I'm recording this right now. My jaw is on the floor. Right. I just want to make well, sure, dude. Well, it only took the three record. years. They're gonna set the record for wins. Let me tell you. And the cl- they, oh, man. If they bow out in the first round. I will completely do a 180 in. <laughs> you know, brass knuckle the shit out of them. But how can you complain with how they're playing right now? You'd you'd have to be a complete moron to, to like, you know, still be on that, you know, on that train. I mean, the only thing we really hammered it for him at all this year was Mitch Miller. So, yeah, that happened this year, didn't it? I totally it like 10 years ago. That. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Also, yep. the Blue Jackets just went ahead 1-0 up on the Bees with 11.48 to go in the first. And that was right after a relatively good-looking power play, but – just couldn't bury anything and uh pasta just touched the puck a bunch i didn't realize he's sitting at 98 points by the way clan so those yeah. two points are pretty big after all maybe you were right to do that not that i'm advocating for any of it but just saying that might be pretty historic uh the rest of this league is kind of taking notice how do you guys feel about the montreal Canadiens player with that beauty overtime in the celly on the uh the stick ride did you guys see that i thought it was amazing that's unbelievable. Per- perfectly executed. Oh, to a T. You we need finger points that, down. That, that's yep. a that's a that's a Sally that'll never disappoint ever. And even uh in, in Montreal had a few um had a Harvard guy, Sean Farrell, make his NHL debut. Um yeah. and I don't know if you guys saw it, but you know, such a class act um by Kevin Hayes. They were they were playing Philly. Um Kevin Hayes took one of his sticks put a little message on it to Farrell. Uh, it is Farrell, right? Yeah, Sean Farrell. Yeah. I think so. Um, you know, congrats on making it to the NHL. Here's to many more games. Best of luck. You know, Kevin, like, an autograph stick, you know, because Kevin, he's obviously he's done that before. Like, that's just a class act move, right? Um, But, yeah, no, that's, that's, you can't top that, Sully, though. I'm sorry. You can't top that. That was a pretty nasty Sully. An, an autograph stick from Hazy is unreal, but that kind of Sully is just unforgettable. Speaking of first games, I want to give a shout out to uh, Aiden McDonough and you, Star. Played his first game the other night with Vancouver. Pretty awesome. Um, and even better, he got to he got to play with his uh, childhood best friend, Jack Rathbone. Jack Rathbone, baby. Nice. A couple, yep. couple local boys. That was pretty cool. Um, it looks like uh, Devon um, Levy is going to play his first game tomorrow in yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. Yep, that's that'll gonna be, that'll, be awesome. That'll be interesting to see yep. how that goes, man. That kid. The up. other kid, um, God. 
the defenseman from Northeastern signed in Montreal too, um, Jacob Struble. Yeah, Struble, mm-hmm. but he's uh he's down in the AHL right now playing for the Rockets. He'll he'll be up in the show no time. He's a solid, solid, big mean defenseman. Um, but speaking of defensemen, I I and I've been dying to talk about this with you guys is this kid that the bees just signed out of Ohio State. Big defenseman. Uh, I can't go to what was his name again? Lorai. What was it? No, it wasn't Mason Lorai. This is the other kid. I thought you were talking about Mason Lorai. Yeah, no. The, yeah. Uh, he was expected to be signed, but then they grabbed another guy, a K something. Is like, uh, oh my goodness, I wasn't ready with that. Kuhn, yeah, they they uh, bees also they yeah, signed Kuntar the kid from BC K U N T A R. Yeah, but this kid, this defenseman from Ohio State, I've seen a few articles now. He's big kid, like six four, six five, like two hundred pounds. But I've seen there's been a couple college coaches and articles comparing this kid to Kale McCarr. I saw that too. That's a pretty big praise right there because he's tearing it up. Oh yeah, he. I mean, that's to have that comparison. Think of it. Kale McCarr is being compared to Bobby Orr, and then this kid's being compared to Kale McCarr. So like, mm. it, it's going to be interesting to see if this kid actually pans out. I mean, he was a beast for Ohio State. I watched him a few times. Um, but no, finally the bees got some size back there, other than Carlo and Fulbert. He's a Green Bay gambler too, baby. Oh, there you go. There you go. Green Bay gambler. Get it? <laughs> ripped it up. <laughs> there you go. This guy. He ripped it pretty his last season in Green Bay, did well. And um and uh, you know, he's a big kid. He can make plays. I I don't see them the Kale McCarr kind of, you know, I don't see that. But I mean, kids you know he's he's definitely got some some talent. He's a big kid, six four. I like the size. Yeah, with that, I like the size with that athletic ability and skill. And you know, I think that's something. You know, like you look at Lindholm, right? Like that's that new age left shot. Yeah, just he's smooth. He's big. Make can make plays. Can shoot the puck. Can defend. And you know, he's got some off- offensive touch to him as well. So, um, I did they so did they not sign him? Or no, Laura is not signed as of yet. Oh, he's not. I did not. I did not see that announcement. No, he was expected to be signed because there was a rumor going around. Hey, new signing going to be announced. They called the press conference and then it turned out to be that Kuntar kid. So that's how that's going out. They're still waiting to sign him. So we'll see how that one shakes out. Uh, Yeah, it's I don't know what they're working out. Yeah, I know. They're saying that he could make. His AHL or possible uh, NHL debut. I I tend to think though, wouldn't like like when Lorai's case, wouldn't they let him marinate and not burn a year, especially this year? Like think about it. When they brought up McAvoy, I think he was a little more seasoned and ready, obviously. But they, they also had a spot that for year, him though. That yeah, that year they were fucking playing Tommy Cross and and me and Clancy back there. They had so many injuries against Ottawa in the playoffs. So I think they're in a much different spot than they were. Uh, yeah, but I still sauce better than any of them. True. Yeah, Slicky Alfredo sauce. sauce, maybe. Alfredo Slicky Sauce, he says. Wow. Oh. Um, what a although, although you could just throw right back at me. I'm the one who backed out of skating uh, last Friday. Miss, so that's Mr. 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 Grumper coming out of his fucking shell. Dude. I would say if the bees, if the bees are, if the interest is there, I can't imagine he'd want to go back to school. But you know, what's he a sophomore? I think so. Yeah. yeah so he's got plenty yeah. of time to marinate still. Yeah, but I mean, if he's ready, he's ready, right? Like that's what she said. Know. Whoa! <laughs> it's on Love fire. It. Guys, I, I'm just I happy to be here with you guys. I know, right? This is just it's half of it's just for the mental health sake of it, honestly. You know, for for all of us out here on the Causeway Street, all the listeners out there, wherever you are listening across the free world, by the way, thank you very much for doing so. And welcome, welcome. If this is your first time, if you're a repeat offender, take your ticket and go have a seat. We're gonna get right back to the hockey talk right here. Uh guys, well, oh go, oh, ahead, go, go ahead, ahead, Benny. No, 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 Benny, I'm gonna let you go, Benny. All right, I'm going to go. He's, he's going to go for it. We're going to go talk about some goaltender changes in the landscape around the league here because let's be honest, it has been a drastic, drastic change in the goaltender uh, surface out here. Let's just talk about this. Andre Vasilevsky, 
we could all agree for the last handful of seasons has been probably the premier goaltender in the NHL. Correct to say? Yeah, the guy's a freak. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. Yes. Well, according to the current list, he's only number six on the list right now, and there's a whole bunch of folks doing just as good, if not better. And that is horrifying to think about if you're a forward in this league of any degree. And Lena Solmark, needless to say, number one. But I was taking a look at the list, and I just uh, wanted to get you guys' feedback on this, especially Merrill's, because I know you, you, you love goaltenders. You know, it's just your thing. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. So, interestingly enough, uh, not counting Olmark in the one spot, of course, the mm-hmm. two and three spot belongs to Alexander Georgiev and Igor Shesterkin. Former teammates with each other, of course, uh, Georgiev with the Avalanche and Shesterkin with the Rangers, but almost identical records. The only difference is uh, Georgiev's got two more wins, but that is still very impressive. To think about that the Rangers had both of them for, what, one, two seasons at least together – I mean, that's that's crazy. That's absolutely Rangers wild. To, the Rangers know how to develop goalies. Um, I mean, they had obviously they had Hank for all those years. So, I mean, they definitely he's, they definitely have the secret that. sauce. He's to heat, and he's starting to kind of heat up a little bit too. Not only are the the players starting to heat up for the Rangers, but goaltending is starting to do well also. Very much so. And, you know, shockingly, thankfully, it wasn't just a fluke performance in the playoffs. Jake Ottinger, you know, the NHL journeyman, he'd been around for a little wee while. And, well, 56 games and 55 wins. Not to, I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry, what am I looking at here? 34, 32 for Ottinger right now, putting him in the four spot. That's unbelievable. I mean, you remember that game he had in the playoffs last year? He stood on his absolute head. And everybody said, wow, that's either going to be the future of goaltending right now or it's a one-off fluke. Looks like it wasn't a one-off, guys. No, that kid's a stud. He was a stud at BU. Yeah, he's he's a talented kid. Like, I mean, another guy that we haven't even mentioned, Sorokin and uh, the Islanders is having a, a great year. He got a 9-2-4 um, save percentage, um, top five in goals against, and he's uh, tied for the league league in shutouts. So, no. I mean – He's only number nine. Yeah, yeah, he's number nine. I mean, you know, and and just out of curiosity, Ben, even though Swayman isn't the full time starter, he's still putting up amazing numbers. Is he on that list? He is number twenty three on the wins list this season, going twenty and six so far. Of course, we don't do ties, but he did uh, take four in OT as well. So. Quite a record for this kid. I mean, he's hanging around with the likes of Jacob Markstrom, Darcy Kemper, uh, Philip Gustafson out of Minnesota. And then, I mean, just to see all these other names up here, Stuart Skinner clocking in at 11 for the Oilers right now. Have you guys seen, seen a chance to have a chance to see this kid play? I mean, mustache aside, pretty good. He's, he's very good. He was an all-star this year. Yeah. But... Yeah. He was. Indeed, he was. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to mention Connor Hellebuck as well on that list, but Merrill, go right ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, you know, that's kind of the one piece that, you know, they had like Mike Smith, who was uh, past his expiration date um, as a goaltender, I believe, last year, correct? Or is that two years ago? But, um, I mean, they brought in Jack Campbell. They paid him a, a boatload of money, but, um, you know, he hasn't really lived up to expectations. But Skinner's taking the ball and, and kind of, kind of really run with it and again you know i hate to say it you know obviously we're bruins fans that were bruins podcast but the oilers man if they just get like like the avalanche did last year like league average goaltending they're a serious threat because they could score with anybody i got a I got a good one for you guys mcdavid over a hundred point guy dry over a hundred point guy nugent hopkins had like a I don't know, what, four points the other night, five points the other night. He's close to 100. I think he's going to break that Yep, that 100 mark. First team with a trio of teammates to have over 100 points uh, since 95-96. Can you guys guess that Pittsburgh trio? Pittsburgh Penguins. Yep. It was you, Yager, Francis. Fran- Ronnie Francis, old gray hair. He had gray hair back then, but. 
Dude, Connor McDavid, 143 points, dude. It's just ridiculous. You just laugh. The the best stat line that I heard, uh, I think I, I can't remember where I saw this info, but it was, uh, it, you know, the hundred point guys. But then it was consecutive. There was a it was like a little trivia question, um, and it's dating back to the seventies, nineteen seventy to seventy one. Boston Bruins had the top four in the league, or Esposito, Hodge, Busick, all hundred point guys that season. All of them? Yeah. Yep, one, two, three, four in the league. Well, they must have been scoring 12 goals a game. Those are different. Dude, the, the <laughs> goalies were wearing magazines on their fucking legs for pads, man. It's oh. a different – not to sh- criticize it, but it was a different game. Like Now, you know, now, the, that, now that we're on that subject. Of let's go. Well, goaltending, you're talking about all these guys, right? 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". These guys are monsters. Yeah, and they're athletic. They're big. They take up, you know, ninety nine percent of the net. I don't. I still don't know how they get those butterfly goals from like out of the corner that like go over their shoulder, like top shelf. I don't know why that still drives me bananas. But you know, these guys are. And then come playoff time, like you know, defense tightens up. It's just you know the physicality steps up. And it's those goaltenders, right? And it's, it, these guys are so damn big; it's so tough to score. Um, but I had posted something about Connor Bedard the other day, and you know he's got whatever a hundred and something points in the dub. And it was a I po- I posted the it was uh, the top ten like all time, and I think it did like Ray Ferraro was on that list. There were some good guys, but the guy that was at number one had like. 284 points <laughs> in the WHL in like 1984. Nasty. And the amount of people that went after me on Twitter, you know, that uh, it's the goaltending and blah, blah, and the game. And, and it's like, <laughs> and, and to some, to some regard, yeah, I get that. Like you look at the goaltending, you look at the pads and you look at all that stuff, but then you also like have to factor in the way they played back then. It was a different game. Well, just like to score goals and to get up the ice, the hooking, the holding, the the fighting, the just you know, I mean, that's dating back to the eighties. To to granted, you know, that's a lot of that's you know, the game is different, but that's still a lot of goddamn points, like two hundred and eighty four points in one season. Yeah, playing junior hockey and like in playing in that sort of like environment. Like, you know, I think the only, the only, I, I think because of goaltending and because of the pads and because of the size of some of these guys now, you know, that's why you're not seeing, I think the game is more offensive for sure. Um, you know, and it's, you're seeing a lot more, you know, highlight reel goals and it's just, you know, guys can score points now. Um, and it's not a fight every single game to, you know, to do that, especially during the regular season. But, you know, I still think, man, like, you know, that is a – I can't even put that in like a, you know, even thinking about Gretzky, right? Like those, you know, 200-point seasons. And I, I think we said it uh, last week, you know, could McDavid be that guy to, to break that, like hit that 200-point mark in a season? I think he can. So, and they, you're it's seeing – only getting better every season. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's – He's gonna wrap with what? What's he got now? One hundred and forty something points. Under over one hundred fifty now. Yeah, I think he's gonna have a season with a hundred assists. That's for sure. I think he's gonna have seventy goals this year. Crazy. So I mean, he's. I think I think he's a guy that could potentially do it, which is absolutely wild. Um, and speaking of Connor Bedard, do you guys see? Do you guys see the Coyote news? Which which oh, but the owner? The, well, that. But now the city of Phoenix is suing, suing the Coyotes, and they're like that whole project is on halt. So, I think uh, Bettman's master plan of uh, Bedard to to Arizona is probably not going to work out. And even if he did, would that solve the problem? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You would just be serving to put another 
historic talent in a town where he may never do anything relevant because the team can't keep up. I can't imagine. I I couldn't imagine if he got drafted by them, he wouldn't hold out and try to. He one hundred. He would pull Lindros. Pull, pull pull Lindros. Yeah. Yep. Right. You're not going to Jimmy VC me. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's what he'd be saying. That's a, unlike, I mean, you know, Jimmy VC. You know, is a is a good pro. You know, a, a, a you know a good hockey player and a local kid. But I mean, he can't hold a candle to this kid. This kid hold. Yeah. This kid. He doesn't sign with them. I mean, it's gonna. I mean, it could be a spectacle. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I mean, that could be a huge spectacle on draft night. Like, if he if he refuses to go to Arizona, which I mean, I kind of don't blame him. I mean, that they've been a freaking dumpster fire for over ten years. I mean, right? But I, I just how could you even disrespect an NHL team? to not go up and, and get the jersey if they call your name, though. You can't just sit there and be like, yeah, no, next. I mean, next. He, he, he might. He might. I mean, Eli Manning, I mean, not to cross sports too much, but Eli Manning got the Chargers jersey, and five minutes later he's traded to the Giants. So, like, you know, it's been done before, but, I mean, they could draft him. That he, You know, he'll just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how it's going to shake out. I mean, it could be a moot point. He's like, yeah, I'll go to Arizona and play in the freaking, uh, you know, but the uh, Mohawk mullet whatever the fuck it's called center in front of three thousand people and fucking people in you know with rodney dangerfield outfits from caddyshack whatever you know but i mean when push comes to shove you would like to see that kid in a real hockey market and you know a team like chicago would be fucking or montreal would be dying to draft them yeah yeah because chicago needs to do something to get out of the the doghouse with what they've done yeah, yeah, the whole the whole section cover house. up. Yeah, you can't get out of that. The only thing you can do is just wave the storm in the next five to ten years and hope to God in ten years that there's enough new fans that don't remember. I mean, how else can you really truly deal with that? The ownership didn't change hands. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, but people, you know, the new cycle, you know, people forget about shit pretty quick nowadays, rightly or wrongly, unfortunately. And you know, if they they draft Bedard and. You know, they make a couple moves here and there. You know, they could, you know, people will be back on the bandwagon pretty quick. I mean. Well, we, we proved that earlier with Mitch Miller. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So, I you, hey, you, 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 you draft a kid like that. that I mean, that kid's a, just a natural goal scorer, and he's a, just a special talent. You, you know, Chicago grabs him. <laughs> the... Everything that's happened in the last couple yeah. years is just right out the window. All it's is like forgiven. The, like the Bruins. It's like, oh, they signed Mitch Miller. Wait, they traded for Orlov and Hathaway? Yeah. You know, that's what that's how people are, unfortunately. It's just the way it is. Yep. And they're having the best season in Bruins history. So Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I still can't get over that. Like this whole season could have been derailed by that. That's hilarious. Oh, well, it just goes to show you though, just how great the leadership is. That room is solid. Yeah. Well, I was looking at the. Uh, they were talking about the uh, the the Norris, you know, and Carlson, and you know, Lindholm is in that conversation, obviously. And then you look at, you know, Carlson's just having. Dude, he's got like ninety. He's got ninety plus points. I think he's like minus sixteen though. <laughs> he is minus sixteen. Oh, really? 22 goals, sixty nine assists, minus sixteen, thirty two penalty minutes. Unbelievable. Any power play goals on him, though? He's got four. He, I mean, he's just having an offensive Ooh. year and a half. Um, you know, but Lindholm in a, a different situation, right? Lindholm's on a much better team. I mean, he's still close to 50 points, but he's like plus 46. Yeah. So insane. I, I can't see how he's not in the conversation. But then you go through all the trophies and, you, you know, McDavid obviously is going to win the heart. I can't imagine Bergie's not going to win the Selkie. Yeah. Uh, Allmark's probably going to win the Vesna. It'd be nuts if he doesn't. Montgomery's probably going to win the Jack Adams Award. Mm-hmm. So imagine if Lindholm falls into that category. He could have potentially four. Well, Calder's going to go to uh, Beniers. I would have. Yeah. Would. And then Sweeney yeah. wins GM of the year. Watch. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the Bruins could mop up in the award department this year. 
I mean, just look at the the plus minus. I mean, in the top eleven categories, the Bruins are six of the eleven. I mean, literally plus forty six, Hampus Lindholm, unbelievable. Grizzlick plus forty five, Carlo plus thirty eight, and then the next one is number seven, Patrice Bergeron plus thirty three, Pasternak in the nine spot plus thirty two, and McAvoy in the eleven at plus thirty one. Trent Fredericks plus twenty six. <laughs> unbelievable. That's wild. I mean, unbelievable. But then you got like Adam Fox is at 16 with plus 27. And how good has he been this season? Been unbelievable. Yeah. So just that this goes to show you the Bruins season is just, you know, I mean, if they don't win the cup, could this be like the biggest upset, oh, ever. Just upset flop, you name it, on planet oh. Earth? Yeah, this will Absolutely. definitely overtake the 2015 thing, the 2013 thing, 2019 thing, like all that stuff. Make it stop. I mean, not we all combined not, into one. Not comparing yeah. sports, but this could be like a New England Patriots losing to the Giants, but worse. Oh, that would be so much worse. In my eyes. So it, much worse. Oh, so, my goodness. It hasn't happened, guys. Guys, you got to listen. Let's let's be positive here, even though I'm I'm the, probably the least positive guy on here. And just say, <laughs> oh, don't say that. Guy. Draw they draw a good they draw a good matchup in round one if they play a team like Pittsburgh. Um, I I'd be honest with you, I'd be a little a little nervous playing the Islanders just be the way they can they can muck it up and they've got good goaltending. But hmm. like if they draw the if they draw the Penguins who've been, you know, just Tough season. Yeah, I've had a tough season, and are just if they get into the playoffs, they're going to be limping in. Like they should be able to mop the floor with them. You would think. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine we're going to have any first round troubles. I think is that you know as they get deeper into the playoffs, then you know things. Florida like- could be a tough matchup too. You know, we'll see how that shakes out. It's going to be Matthew Kachuk's in the running for the MVP because he's put Florida on his back and has taken his done unbelievable things with that team this year he really has you got to give him all the credit in the world i know but usually when usually the hard trophy or mvp though that's like you know usually a point thing right mcdavid i mean mcdavid just i should just change the name from the heart trophy to the mcdavid trophy i mean (laughs) the mcdavid invitational they're i mean they're they're a solid team but they're not you know they got a they got a lot of holes there. He, yeah. you want to talk about somebody putting a team on his back and. <laughs> that I would be scared if they played them in the finals, though. Right. Like he's a, I think, he's. A, I think anybody that gets Edmonton in the playoffs, it's going to be you know with McDavid and Drysaddle on the ice that anything can happen, man. Those those two guys are just really good. Probably so, the Kings. Honestly, I'd be more nervous for whoever draws the Maple Leafs in the first round because not only do you have to beat the Maple Leafs in the first round, which theoretically should be relatively, historically should be relatively easy. I feel like this team is getting closer and closer and closer to finally breaking out of that bubble. I got to tell you, in past years, I've been very confident that they're not going to do anything. I still don't think they're going to do much, but they really are looking like they might have what it takes to get out of that first round curse. And it's going to be like the, uh, the Oh four Red Sox all over again for Toronto, basically in that fan base, they've just been itching for any hint of anything other than the first round of the playoffs. Since what is it? 1964, five, one of the two of those. Seven. I just think they're soft. I think that's their own. They're, they're they're talent. They've got all the talent in the world. I think they're just a soft team. You know, again, playoffs. Yeah, and you, I can't say that about the Bruins. I mean, you've got proven guys that will go to war. You know, even Pasta, Pasta. You know, for you know, he's a bona fide skill guy. He's a, he'll muck it up, man. Like yeah, you know, he'll muck it up. He'll he'll play a t- he'll play a hard game if he has to, um, and then obviously Marshy Bergey, those guys have been through it, um, and Krejci, and then you got you know on the back and the back end uh, up front. I mean you know Bertuzzi, Hall, you know if Hall comes back, uh, Coyle, Hathaway obviously, and Felino. Those are two guys like you know th- that's a that's a tough lineup up and down. No, that you know that 
that's tough to play against, man. That's just, you know, four lines that can play, you know, however you want to play, let's do it, you know. And I, I'd say advantage Bruins on that one. I just, yeah, I, 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 I don't – Austin Matthews. Um, he's soft. I, I, most of those guys are, you know. Very, very talented and skilled and highlight, highlight guys, but just, you know, I think come playoff time, I, I would put my money on the Bruins in that one. Like John Tavares, for example, there's a guy that, uh, you know, used to be known for being one of the big, tough players with skill and physicality. And I feel like that guy has absolutely disappeared into the cloud and the abyss in Toronto up there. I mean, yeah, you still see him out there, but his numbers are down. Everything seems down. And when you see him play, you just you don't hear the name being called very often, if at all. And if it is, it's a very short touch. I just feel like his game is really diminished over the last few years. He definitely did did his best work in, you know, Islander country. So I don't think anybody, I don't think any Islander fans are crying about what he's doing in Toronto. I can say that. <laughs> no, not so, at all. I, I mean, I my thing with like my thing with Toronto. Actually, a couple, one quick thing to put us at rest for the NHL draft. The Coyotes actually have sixty-seven points, which is way more than I thought. Um, Anaheim. San Jose, Chicago, and Columbus all have way worse records than uh, Columbus is the worst record in the league. So the Bruins. Just like I was, they were actually talking about it on the broadcast tonight. I think Columbus actually might be in the mix for Bedard. Yeah, they better. They Bruins better pick it up here. They they can't afford to give this game away, even even yeah. though you know. But to get back on the Maple Leafs real quick, my thing too is their goaltending is suspect to say the least. Like Matt Murray and suspect. Stephen yeah, That's I mean, incredibly generous. It's I mean, always I, been suspect. I, I mean, Murray is a is a is a groin pull looking for a place to happen. <laughs> um, and then Samsonov was uh, super infuriating when he was in Washington. Part of the reason he got dealt. I mean, you just look at like if Vasilevsky plays his game, like like had puts up numbers commensurate to what his playoff. Um, past has been. There's no way I think Tampa, uh, Toronto wins that series. You know, no, even though I don't think Tampa is quite as much as what they used to be. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I'd give props and give respect to Vasilevsky. The guy's done it, and um, you know, Toronto again. You know, they just their their goaltending and back end is suspect. What can you more. do? I guess number one D Morgan Riley. Like, come on. Yeah, it's it's not good. I'm looking uh, forward to the potential Rangers Devils playoff. That's gonna, gonna be wild. Yeah, you're right. There's gonna that be some great matches. That will they're be playing, a, hell of, a hell of a series. They're playing right now, and Devils are up two nothing. Are they? Yeah. Devils just Devils are scary, man. They're young. They're good. And that, after after April eighth, when Michigan wins the national championship, they'll be adding Luke Hughes to the back end. Yep. So two bros. I haven't seen that in a few minutes, have we? Yeah. Hey, imagine if they if the uh, Devils traded for Quinn Hughes from Vancouver and all the Hughes <laughs> brothers. That'd be unreal. They're not doing that. There's yeah. no way. I wish they would. That would you be unreal. Let's I mean, take let's take a look guys. around the uh, live scores real quick while we're at that subject. Clance, like you said, Devils up two nothing over the Rangers into the first right now. Senators with a one nothing lead over the Flyers also end of the first out in Ottawa. Of course, the Blue Jackets end of one up one over the Bees at TD Garden. We've got the Panthers at the Bell Center in Montreal end of the first as well. One one tie there. End of the first for the Preds and the Penguins. They are also tied and scoreless. Hurricanes and Red Wings going at it. There's an ocean of red for you. Red Wings with a one nothing lead. Thirteen minutes left in the first. Lots more games on the docket here. We'll get to them in just a moment. But what is the most shocking score you think you, uh, you, you're you going to predict? Let's go back to your FanDuel roots here, Clance. Let's go with this. If you're, not, <laughs> if you're not rooting for the Bees, who is the strongest second team in the NHL right now? Not going by points slowly, but by feel of team. There's a lot of teams with real good chemistry bumping and jumping right now, and I feel like you got a good take on this. So let's go. I got to tell you, man, I really like New Jersey. Thinking out of the box here, New Jersey is, they're deceivingly good. Jack Hughes is probably going to hit 100 points this year, just hit 40 goals. He's, what, third year in the league, and he's already putting up that kind of points. 
Um, Jesper Bratt is on fire. Nico Heischer, all these young guys are just in there. They haven't, they're fun to watch because they're also super skilled. And I think Mackenzie Blackwood is still a decent goalie. Is he going to get him to the promised land? No, but is he going to get him to the playoffs? I think so. Um, I would pick them as a as a, a sleeper team right now. I think they're sneakingly good. I mean, Rangers have been on fire, and now they're up 2-0 on the Rangers. And Rangers clearly have a much better goalie in Shesterkin. I'd have to say the Devils. I like to take. I like to take. Speaking of which, uh, lightning up 2-0 over the Caps right now. And later on tonight, Blues and Blackhawks out in Chicago. Kings will visit Edmonton. The Ducks out in Seattle. And the Golden Knights. And the Sharks out in the West Coast. Playoff preview right there, Kings and Edmonton. That's going to be a hell of a series. There's going to be some good teams that are going to be out in the first round this year. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a, you know, coin flip for most of these series, to be honest with you. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an awesome playoff series. I'm, I'm stoked. Completely agree. The Stars, Avalanche, that's going to be a good series. Like, like the first round to me, uh, you know, as long as the Bruins are winning and I'm not upset, uh, it, it's really, <laughs> it's really fun, entertaining hockey. Like, you know, usually there's like four games on a night and like, you know, it's, uh, you know, you're up all hours of the morning trying to keep track and, and watch the West coast games. And like, you know, this, it, it's really, you know, especially out in the West, man, it's fucking up for grabs, man. The golden Knights are in first place. No one's talking about them. We haven't even mentioned them in the wild too. The two the two division leaders out west we're not even talking about, and you know perhaps for good reason. But you know there's going to be some there's going to be some great matchups like the Rangers Devils. Someone one of those teams is going to be out in the first round this year. I mean that that's a huge disappointment. Same thing with Toronto Tampa. I mean especially for I mean Toronto they'll probably you know the city will probably implode. But I mean probably. it will it will <laughs> no question. I like that. It's a good uh, good call on the uh, team for the Golden Knights there, number two pick. Gordo, what's your uh, number two sleeper team? I, I mean, I took them two years ago. Colorado. I mean, I'm, you know, yeah. out of the West, man. McKinnon. Yeah, I just, it, well, yeah, that's going to be, you know, um, but I, I just, I like, I like them. You know, I, I think they've got the you got some experience there, right? And if they can stay healthy, I think they're a damn good team. McKinnon's a beast. Um, Kale McCarr on the back end, you know. Two. And they just... don't. Even, they don't even have Landeskog back yet. No, he's out with the him and Lekkinen. They're out in Manson too. Manson's close to coming back though, but yeah, I, I, I you know, and I think in the East, like Carolina's a team that could be a little interesting. Yeah, they. Yeah. They t- I I like Carolina a lot going into the trade deadline, and then they lost Svechnikov for the season, um, and they didn't trade for Timo Meyer, which I thought was a, you know, they also lost Pacioretty. I- I'm not as bullish on them as uh, as I was uh, previously. Um, plus, I don't know. There's something. I mean, they listen. They had a, they've had a great season. They're at 103 points, but like, there's something about the style they play too, which is kind of. I would say antiquated to the NHL the way it is now, but it's a lot of dump and chase. You know, it, it's a lot of, it's a, I mean, not that you dump it. There's nothing wrong with that. And they get the playoffs, but they, they just, it's heavy grinding hockey. And I saw a stat. They actually are the least, they're the last team in the NHL as far as puck possession. So it, you know, it's, it's just all those factors. I'm kind of not as, I mean, I still think they'll win in the first round. Whoever, you know, if they end up playing, um, yeah, I, I don't know who they'd end up playing, maybe the Islanders. Um, but you know, I'm not as bullish as I was on them a month ago. You stack guys. Huh. I like it, though. You know, in, in between. Uh, in between it, it, does uh, make sense. it does make sense. Puck possession, I get yeah. it. No, I mean it, it. Just when it's that strike, like if they were twenty, Gordo, I'd be like, eh, whatever. But at thirty-two or thirty, like last in the league, I'm like, holy shit, that's kind of, that's kind of, it's kind of you know interesting to me. Like yeah. for a team that good, if you're last in a in a category like that, it's it's kind of makes you scratch your head. Yeah, analytics are the future, buddy. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are. They are. I, they are. So, I also like Minnesota out of the West. Bowlby's on. Bowlby's just. Bowlby's on fire. Yeah. Was he got two hat tricks already? They're a fucking good team, man. They're. Yeah. they're They've always been good. Minnesota has always just been plagued by bad luck, it seems. Someone did something at some point to piss off the hockey gods, and they just said, nothing for you, Minnesota. You can have the strongest fan base in the league, and you'll have nothing. And then Kirill the Thrill came around. Well, I, think, I, think, I think because the Bruins are so hot this year, and then you know you see a lot of the teams in the East making some big moves and – you got the Rangers, the Devils, Toronto, right? It's like I think everyone's kind of forgetting about the West a little bit. No doubt. So, yeah. but those that actually watch hockey, it's, you know, there's another side of the world. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to make a quick um, observation here, just looking. at First of all, they uh, have Nick Felino in the booth right now in the Nesson broadcast booth with Brick and uh, Jack. I have no idea what they're saying, but – Man, I wish I could pipe it in right now, but I absolutely cannot do that. So just know that Felino is up in the booth right now talking with Jack. That's got to be gold. We'll have to check that out later. Uh, The the actual observation I wanted to talk about was actually the Columbus Blue Jackets unis. I really like this this redesign. I've never really stopped to take a look at the uh, the road unis here, but they've got a much more red, white, and blue feel kind of going on, despite the you know you know the Civil War blue jacket theme that they usually have going on. Is this finally the answer to the red, white, and blue Montreal Canadiens colors? Because obviously that's Montreal. I don't know, but what do you guys think on these unis, especially where they're about to change to fanatic? Oh unis. God. We didn't get a chance to cover this one, I don't think, on uh, Abington Cam's network the other day. Why don't we go ahead and bring it up? Fanatics have been given a large contract to be the new Jersey production company. Guys, get your jerseys while you can, because I don't think you're going to want them pretty soon. Yeah. No, th- well, right. the Columbus uni- Columbus Unis, like um, Fanatics, good luck to the NHL on that yeah, right. Seriously, it's just I don't know what they went with Vibero. They should have, honestly. Andy they went with Oshosh, but gosh, before they went with Fanatics, like though the reason why I I saw the reason why they went with Fanatics is because they can they can actually save money on production, but they can sell it. They, they could still charge the same, you know, <laughs> if, if that makes sense. They could still actually make the same amount of money, but on their end for production, it actually costs them less money, which again, keeping on the theme, keeping on the theme of Gary Bettman, who's my new, you know, he's been, he's replaced Don Sweeney for me as, as the guy I, I can't stand most in hockey. Uh, not that he was ever too far from the top, but between not being able to figure out an international tournament for best on best. And then, then this, it's just, um, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I, I just think that it's not good for the, it's not going to be a good product. You know, like if you, like Fanatics makes, if you, I don't know if you guys have a Fanatics jersey, but Fanatics makes like, okay, like apparel, but the, the jerseys suck. Jerseys. Yeah. So I don't, there's so many things wrong with the NHL right now. I kind of feel like we're going like, you know, just I'm not going to get into all of it, but you know, this is definitely like a, what, what are we doing? Why are we going backwards? Yeah. I feel like we're going to be back on vice again or spike TV. And you know, we're only going to like two. Yeah. It's just like, what are we doing, man? It's I, they definitely need a change. I think like, you know, Batman's days are done. Let's go. Yeah. He's kind of gotten a little woke for my preference but it's just you know the I, I make it about the hockey man make it about the players the NA we talked about the all-star game that was brutal oh, like, now, this, now this move with the jersey company like you know the adidas jerseys are fucking sharp man and i don't Dude. Like, yeah but they had a lot of production problems and they couldn't keep up with a lot if of you want to see sick I jerseys look at what under Armour puts out for jerseys hockey jerseys they're unreal that that's the one company yeah. that i'm always like so I, I use them. I, they actually have a hockey line. Like I, I actually get my coaching suits through, through them and they're bullshit. Awesome. 
Bullshit. <clears throat> Sorry, buddy. I had, I had a tip in my throat. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I like my fancy clothes, buddy. No, I'm sorry. He likes his fancy pants, Clance, is what he's trying to say. Well, they're for a fat guy like me, they're ultra stretchy and, you know, they're warm. But the jerseys. Fat. What am I? Jesus. Some of, some of the, so, I mean, some of the college teams that use Under Armour, like those jerseys, man, are sweet. Even prep school stuff, like Tabor Academy uses them now. They're sick. They're very nice. Like they're great I, quality. They're not like super duper heavy. But they're, they're just good looking jerseys. But well, it, why, just kind of, it, it just kind of says a lot about where the league's at, right? When you can't get a major brand to, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, not that there's that many of them, but. You know, you know they've they've seemed like they can't just find. I don't know, and I know there's a lot of stuff like hockey's tough, right? Like, you know, when CCM was part of Reebok and Barrow was part of Nike, and you know, they those companies don't make money on the the retail end, like being in that. But I, you know, I kind of thought with Adidas though, like it was a little dude, it was just like a strictly like you know, apparel Jersey thing. And I thought it was going to be a good fit, how it went sideways. I have no idea why, but you know, I think COVID obviously and supply chain and just where the world is right now, probably, you know, made it more difficult, but uh, I just don't, this move is, you know, they would have been better off letting the teams do what they used to do and kind of make their own deal with their own Jersey. Cause correct me if I'm wrong, like in the nineties, didn't some teams have like starters? Some teams have like CCM, uh, Nike. Nike used to make the Oilers jerseys in the eighties. People forget that. Like, it's just it's just another example of why like uh, Gary Bettman is just is past his expiration date. It's like, can we get a hockey guy in there for the ho- for hockey for the NHL? Like somebody I... somebody who who's actually. Not even necessarily played the game, but just has been an executive. Like a like even like stick what you want about how his tenure went in Toronto, but a Brian Burke, somebody like that, or somebody younger than that. I don't give a shit. Just somebody who knows the business of hockey and who's not just a a, a babbling idiot on 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 issues and can't close a deal on international competitions or jer- like this jersey thing's a complete disgrace. Completely. I'm and surprised. Now you, got, now you got Marty Walsh, head of the NHLPA. That I just. I've been told through some circles he is, in fact, a hockey guy, apparently. Yeah, yeah. But like, like personally. As, yeah. A politician, as a politician, and I don't, I'm not getting political, but not a fan. So. Fair. You know, and we are not getting political here, but we are critiquing him based upon his hockey decisions only. Well, his. The jury's out on that guy. We'll see. Yeah, guys, I, I wanted to. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to, to to cut in front of you, Ben, but I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this because this kind of broke a few days ago, and uh, I was I was like kind of sh- not shocked by it, but but kind of baffled by it. Is did you see the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League is planning starting next season to ban fighting outright? I did not see that. No, ban fighting. So. Give you the backstory, then I'll let you guys comment. You know, and give your opinions. Is so basically, there were a bunch when COVID hit. Uh, obviously, Canada is as crazy as the United States was. Canada was even crazier when it came to lockdowns and shit like that. So a lot of teams were gonna in the queue were gonna go under. So that part of the deal, I guess, people didn't realize there wasn't made public knowledge. Um, part of the deal was that the the uh, Quebec, I believe, or maybe the the country of Canada, or, or the probably the, I think it was the province of Quebec. I'm pretty sure was like, we'll bail you out. However, you have to make this deal that you know three, four years from now, you ban fighting from the game. Speaking of which, Lauco and Sweezy throwing blows right now at the blue line, and your boy Lauco just took it, man. He hammer timed that guy. Great call. Oh, Perfectly sh- timed. Wow. Great to see him in the oh. lineup, by the way. That injury in Carolina did not look good. I was actually scared for the kid. That but, was uh, something, man. Oh my But again, goodness. again, just making my point of like how like who doesn't love a good hockey fight? Not that I want to see guys get injured or get brain damage, but every now and then an organic fight is good for the is good. I, I just I'm I was slack jawed when I saw that they were gonna ban fighting. I, I just want to get you guys' thoughts on that. 
They just put. Oh, hold on, I gotta interrupt you. They just put on TV a Columbus fan, and as soon as the fight broke out, he was in mid sip with his beer, and he jumped up and realized he was about to spill his beer, and calmed himself down at the right moment to stop it from happening. But still cheering for the fight. What a show! That's what it's all about here, folks. All right, I'm gonna take it out of the game. That's it's beautiful. Oh, my goodness. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this up. we got to go with our final thoughts as we uh, continue to watch the Bees try to claw their way back here. 14-15 to go in the second period. Still down by one and being outshot by a few. 11-8 in favor of the Blue Jackets right now. Clance, we'll start with you. We'll go to Merrill, then Gordo, and I'll wrap her up. Wrap it up. That's right. <laughs> uh, I did that. No, it... You'll love it. Um, no, it's great to have have the band back together. It's great to have Merrill, even though he's as miserable as fuck right now. Oh, we got him uh, out of his shell. He's okay. But I, I, I still love him to death always. Uh, exciting stuff coming down the pipeline, guys. Playoff hockey's right around the corner. Um, but before we, we switch it over, we got the Frozen Four coming up. Yeah. Semi, semifinals starting next week. We got Minnesota versus BU. Michigan versus Quinnipiac. I'm taking BU over Minnesota. Ooh. And obviously taking Michigan over Quinnipiac. Ooh. I like it. Championship game. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Mm. I love my BU Terriers, but I, I think I'm going Michi. Mm. I think I'm going Michigan. I think Michigan's on a mission after what happened last year. Yeah, but BU also has Drew Camesso in net, and he's just a stone wall right now. But I'm excited Wait. for that to come up. By the way, quick shout out the Camesso family, the great family. I, you know, I just want to shout out to them. Cool. No, no, I'm just saying. I, <laughs> I, so I, I, I worked with Judy Camesso in. Oh, uh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. She a, she's an awesome woman. Like the whole Camesso family, is, <laughs> they're awesome people. I, I didn't mean to. Say, I believe you. I just the, the context <laughs> made no sense to me. All right, all. sorry, sorry. I stopped short. I didn't want. I didn't want to. Uh, that was know, amazing. So <laughs> I'd like to. Cool. Add that, uh, yeah, Connor Bedard's mom, pretty cool too. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw that out there. He's a rocket. <laughs> I don't know her or the family. I'm just saying that based off what I've seen. I think we could do an episode on that. Probably. Oh, I think it's amazing she managed to raise a child on this planet without giving him sugar for all these years. That, to me, is more impressive than anything else. Yeah, it makes me feel like a bad dad because I just gave my kid, each kid, a fucking milkshake before bed. (laughs) (laughs) And before that, let's not forget to mention the spicy dino nuggies. Oh, absolutely. That's all about the dino nuggies, folks. I found them recently, and it's all over. I'm a child, and I'm willing to admit that. All right. Gordo, you are up, my friend. Uh, wait, wait, Clance, did you finish your actual final thought? Or did I interrupt you like I've done in the past? I interrupted because I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, so, I'm very confused right now. I'm always confused. But I'm picking Michigan to win it all, baby. There it is, baby. All right. Gordo, you're up. Uh, I, I concur, Mr. Clancy. Uh, I'm going to go Michigan. Um, a little redemption season here. I think they're going to take it all. Uh, boys, I'm, I'm, I'm in golf mode. Right before... You know, I'm excited for playoff hockey, but I'm in golf mode. We got the Masters coming up next week. I'm putting all my money on Tiger Woods. I don't even care. Um, this will be oh, the one. Yeah, time, baby. This will be the one time that I do bet uh, during the year. So I'm going to put my money on him. And to uh, to answer Mr. Merrill's little final thought there about you know Canada created this sport, and I think Canada is going to be the one that's going to cause its demise, my friend. So. It'll be a shame if they take it out. I do get it at some aspects, you know, I think. But I do think at the pro level, I think that should still be part of the game. So, you know, I don't I don't think it's good for some, you know, fighting's not really prevalent anymore. You know, it is, but it's not. Um, Anywhere it, near what it was. It, it's definitely not what it was, that's for sure. And I don't see the... You know, so for a lot of these prospect kids, especially, you know, major junior guys, like, what's the point, right? You know, I, I just, I, I just think it's going to kill the sport up there because it's, you know, that's fans are there to, that's what they want to watch. They want to watch prospects. They want to see fights. They want to see goals and they want to have a couple beers and go home. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. But um, 
always good to be on with you fellas. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting close here. Gordo's going to be shut down here in probably another month or so. I got, uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, you'll be calling me grumpy Gordo. Um, I'll be taking Merrill's place and, uh, I'll you got be, it. Double G. I, well, I'm going to have double G's is right, man. I'm going to have two little wild ones screaming and yelling at me all day. So, but, uh, no, good to wow. be good to be on Merrill. We need you back on the, uh, Abington cam. Get I'll that, get there. I'll get, get there. It's going. just been wild right now. You got the playoff beard. You're looking good. Clance, I think we need to step up your playoff beard game a little bit, but kind of slacking, bro. I, I can't <laughs> do beards, man. My face, I get too fucking itchy. Start doing mustache. Like, like no, nah, man. I'll, I'll you know, I'll do a I'll do a uh, playoff porn stash. There you go. You gotta do something for the playoffs, man. Yeah, do something for the it's playoffs. playoffs. I I I agree, Gordo. Um did you jump in my final thought? Are you, are you are you done? I just don't want to uh, jump on your. Uh... I'm done, buddy. No one wants right. to me, anyways. I <laughs> said to say because <laughs> you know the Q. I mean the uh, in Quebec. That's why the LNAH was so popular. That was a you know the original goon fighting league, and I think you're right, Gordo. The days of uh, guys like your uh, buddy there, Chad Stoffacher, smashing guys in the face and racking up uh, 130 pims in 15 playoff games are. Uh, a by a bygone era, unfortunately. Um, but it's still you still need it in the game. You, you still need ho- uh, fighting in hockey at the pro level. Um, you know, I, I could kind of see it in the juniors if you got a kid who's like sixteen fighting an overager. Okay, but you know that's been they've really mitigated that already out of the game in juniors. Like you can't fight. Um, you only get a certain number of fights for in a year, and then the, then you're suspended. So. I mean, th- this was the last move to, to to take it out of the game, unfortunately. But um, yeah, man, it was it's it was good to be uh you kick off the rust here. I I uh, my timing was kind of off tonight, but glad to be back on the pod with you guys. Um, can't wait to uh get the playoff matchups officially cemented, so we could uh you know talk do a little uh, playoff preview and uh just um you know this is the best time of year, man. Golf. I can't wait to get back out and golf. Um, I'm going to try to, although it seems impossible right now, but I'm going to try and get out there and it's playoff time, baby. Best time of year for hockey. That's it. And right now at TD Garden at last check, Patrice Bergeron just took a cross check to the face, thanks to Peterson, and he was immediately tackled to the ground after that. Bruins to the power play. What a way to end it for us. Here on Causeway Street and the Causeway Kings, we thank you for always tuning in. Wherever you are in this world, know that you will always have the black and gold with you when you listen to us right here on the WMEX Podcast Network. Thank you once again, as always, to our uh, our, our uh, every now and again producer. I want to say thanks to Kevin Tachi because we forgot to say thanks to him last time. Thank you very much, Kevin, for letting thank us invade you. your studios as always and really looking forward to it again soon. Guys, as always, thank you very much. And to all our fans out there, as we say always, let's Let's go go Bees. Bees.